0: This is the EWN Radio Network. This is Turn Knowledge to Profit, where entrepreneurs like you find the insights, experience, and tools they need to earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream of. Now, here are your hosts for Turn Knowledge to Profit entrepreneurs, speakers, and authors, Janelle and Michael McCauley.
1: Welcome and thank you for joining us on Turn Knowledge to Profit. I'm Janelle McCauley and along with my co-host Michael, each week we bring you insights, ideas, and tools that you need to earn more, make a bigger impact, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream of. In last week's show, we talked with Tara Bowman about the growing importance of providing done-for-you consulting rather than do-it-yourself coaching. And we also talked with Rita Ricks about the power of intention when building your business. And in our business builder segment, we talked about the importance of knowing the ideal price points for your offerings. If you want to listen to any of these or any of our past episodes, go to turnknowledgetoprofitradio.com and check them out. Michael, what do we have planned for today's show?
2: Well, know, first up in our Trends and Insights segment, you'll be talking with Linda Waterhouse about the growing importance of video and how to use it to engage with your clients. Next, in today's success interview, we'll talk with Tracy David about how a shift in your mindset can lead to success in both your business and your personal life. And in our Business Builder segment, I'll be back to talk about the different media, the pros and cons, and how to figure out which media is right for you and your clients. You're going to want to take notes, so grab a pen and paper and let's get started.
3: up. It's trends and insights. Your insider's look at industry changes being leveraged by today's most successful coaches, speakers, and authors. Today, we're talking with digital marketing expert Linda Waterhouse with WSI Web Systems. Welcome, Linda.
4: Thanks, Janelle. I'm glad to be here.
3: I'm excited for our conversation and to have you share with our listeners what trends are you seeing today that impacts coaches, speakers, and authors?
4: Well, I am involved with digital marketing, so it seems like almost everything is trending in digital marketing. But the, the one that I see that is making the most impact at this time are videos. And a lot of people groan when they hear that because they don't want to, they don't want to see themselves on video, but we really need to get over ourselves, and that's, that's the bottom line at this point.
3: Why do you think people have such a challenge with creating videos or seeing themselves on video?
4: Well, for women, uh, I mean, I think the average woman doesn't like looking in the mirror at all, and watching video just is, it just makes them cringe. But I, I really think that, you know, when we go in a room, people don't run away screaming when they look at us, so we, we really do look a lot better. Than we, you know, we think we might. And the most important thing about seeing video is that we see how the person, what their body language is, and their intonation, and all sorts of things that you you just can't see in a still image. And it, it can hopefully will attract your users. But for the people that it doesn't attract, we didn't want them as our customers anyway.
3: Mm -hmm. No, I agree, and I think it's really important in sales to attract your ideal client, but not be afraid to repel your ideal client or your client who's not your ideal client, because it's important that you really do draw in the people who would best work with you.
4: Absolutely. It makes me very unhappy when I realize that, you know, one of my clients I probably should have gently said no to and, uh, you know, guided them to somebody else.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, for me, one of the things that really helped me when I started speaking to groups is I heard somebody talking online and they were talking about focusing on the message and not yourself. And that really helped me quite a bit. And I think it helps with video also is really look at the message that you have to get out and for the people that you're trying to get it out to it's not about you know the person now you want to make sure that you put a little makeup on and you do your hair and maybe look at what you're wearing and I think that's one of the things people like to get up and you know roll out of bed and take their videos that's a very different video than fixing yourself up just a little bit but I think if you do that it's really important to focus on the message and not you as the individual
4: I think that's true. I think people are hungry for knowledge and if they trust you as, as an expert, then they really are, are most interested in what comes out of your mouth and not you know, not what everything looks like. Um, but I do have to just point out that one of one of the most interesting videos I've seen recently was done by a coach that she she videotaped herself while she was on a hiking trail and mm-hmm. There was just something about a power line in the middle of nowhere that reminded her of a lesson. And she just right there, you know, took a live video. And believe me, she had no makeup on. She was kind of sweaty. But she got her message across. So I think we, we really can't be afraid of taking short, you know, quick videos. And don't worry that they're not, that they're not professional because people aren't expecting that.
3: No, absolutely, and I think you raise a great point because I think doing a video when the message is really passionate, it's unscripted. I think so often when people are putting together and thinking about doing videos, they're really trying to script them, and I've found that the most authentic, genuine messages are the ones that really come from the heart. They've got a real Story behind them. It's not trying to sell. It's not trying to position who you are. It's about delivering something that's really going to help someone move forward or change their life.
4: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And and the other thing that I tell people is that um, Facebook Live is really big now, and uh, Lab has unfortunately gone by the wayside, but Periscope is still around. And, And I tell people to Use Periscope or Facebook Live, and it should really take a lot of the pressure off because people know that those are not edited. Like if you, you know, traditionally YouTube has been edited videos, and I can see how that would add a little bit of pressure to people because you know it has to be perfect. And then not only do you have to, you know, be able to videotape yourself, but then you have to edit it, and it's just all these obstacles, you know, obstacle upon obstacle. Before you actually create your video, finish it, and upload it.
3: Mm-hmm. But with
4: something like Periscope or Facebook Live, everybody knows it's live. They don't expect perfection. So to me, that takes all the pressure off, and that's what I tell. That's what I tell my clients all the time.
3: No, that's a great point, and I think even shooting. Uh... Video with your cell phone, if you 're just getting to an event or you 've met someone or you 've just heard a message that 's really inspiring, just doing that you know i 'm here at this event, and I just had to share this with you if you do if you set the context appropriately, I think people don 't expect it to be edited either, so I think that 's a great observation with um, sharing that, that it's all about the, the context and what mm-hmm. you're doing. So, and not worry as much about that perfection piece because perfection, you know, keeps us from doing a lot of things, so we're not getting our message out there.
4: Right. No, I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, I'm probably making all the professional videographers very angry. I'm not saying that a you know, professional-looking video doesn't help, but I don't think that should be the main focus of, of people's, you know, video repertoire.
3: Mm -hmm. Well, and I think professional videos have a place. And when you're putting together a professional um, or your speaker reel, you want it to be professional. You want it to be put together depending on where you want to speak and what you want to do. When you're um, doing certain types of advertising, when you're doing certain things, there's certainly a time and a place for those professional videos that are edited that have the Lower third that have the call to action, that have all those things. But when you're really, so I think it's important to understand what's the purpose of a video and what are you using yes. it for. Mm-hmm.
4: Yes, that's that's a very good point. And ideally, you know, over time we have the opportunity to create different different kinds of videos. I'm working one of um, one of the women I'm working with from E Women, Esther Hughes, is a is a speaking coach, and she really feels like her professionally done speakers video has helped her get some speaking engagement. So Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about doing one of those.
3: That's great. And I've seen a lot of speakers also do a professional um, speaker introduction video because what they find is that when you give someone your bio to read before you go on stage to speak, oftentimes they don't read it completely or if they know the person they tend to discount to not read the content but tell more stories so part of the the credibility piece might be missing so by having that professional introduction video it helps so again there's an absolute time and place for them and i think getting over the fear like you said of people being repelled or not looking at it because of who you are a lot of that's our mindset work that we need to work on so that people um, really focus on the message and not be as concerned about how you look or how you sound. And as we know, it takes practice, and in, you're not going to get better at it or get, get easier if you don't start somewhere. We all start somewhere. And I think we tend to compare our beginning to other people's middle or end. Um, mm-hmm. So just my advice is just get out and do it.
4: That's true. And don't don't be embarrassed. I mean, it's, it's a journey. And um, are you familiar with uh, Marie Forleo's B school? Yes. Well, she uh, a while ago she put up some videos from her when she first started, and it was amazing the difference in quality. I mean, she's so professional now, but she didn't, you know, she didn't start out that way. But you know, there's always there's always room for progress.
3: Absolutely. I was talking to someone this morning um, about doing a radio show, and. You know, they said that they had, were listening to, to one of the shows, and it was so professional. And what I said was, I've done about 125 radio interviews. It, if you go back and listen to the first couple, they're nothing compared to the flow of the conversation and the way they are today. Because I had to learn along the way what works, what doesn't, what people want to listen to. It's all a progression of, you know, this practice.
4: Right, right. And we, we, we judge ourselves much more harshly than others judge us. And, and as you said before, people are really most interested in, in the message that we have. Um, you know, the other thing that I see with videos is that if you're talking about social media, Facebook is really uh, emphasizing videos right now. Mm-hmm. Videos gets the most organic reach of any kind of content I mean, by, by far. And mm-hmm. since organic reach is so low right now, uh doing, doing videos and seeing how much more reach they get is it, very encouraging to, to small business owners.
3: Absolutely. And one of the things that people can do to start with their videos is just, you know, make a list of the questions people always ask, and you can make a really quick 90-second video. I just got this question, and I want to share the answer. So, Make it simple, make it fun, and I just encourage people to have fun doing it. And the more you do it, the better and easier it'll get. Mm-hmm.
4: And it can also be repurposed a lot of times. I know um, one coach that I've worked with, she starts out with videos, video, sometimes video interviews, and then uh, I'm not sure which software she uses, but she extracts the audio and turns it into a podcast, and then she transcribes the podcast and turns it into a, a blog. So from one you know, taping of the video, she gets three things that she can share with her audience.
3: That's great, and that's a, um, that's a great suggestion. Um, and I, I really appreciate your time today and having you share um, this topic of videos. So how can people connect with you and learn more about digital marketing and what you have to offer?
4: Uh, well, there's, um, the easiest way, I suppose, is to email me, and they can email me at info at WSIwebsystems.com. Uh, but I encourage people to go to my website and look at the resources page, because we have a lot of free resources that we like to give away. There's uh, checklists and guides and marketing kits, so just go to www.wsiwebsystems.com forward slash resources, and they can see things on all sorts of digital marketing topics.
3: Perfect. Well, thank you very much, and we'll make sure that we put a link to your website on our Turn Knowledge to Profit radio page with today's interview. Thank you so much for your time today, Linda.
4: Thank you, Janelle. Take care.
3: We need to take a quick break, but stay tuned. When we return, it's our success interview. You don't want to miss it. This is Janelle McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. Are you a coach, speaker, or author who would like to finally
0: earn what you know you're worth? Would you like to create a life that gives you more time to do the things that you love? If you wanna leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at turnknowledgetoprofit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. Imagine the feeling of being seen as the go-to expert in your field and having that at no extra cost for marketing, plus having more time for your family, friends, vacations, and hobbies. You don't have to imagine anymore. Hi, I'm Kristen Baker, sales, money, and success coach, and I want to share my proven formula that I use to close over $100 million in sales. Go to KristenBakerCoach.com, that's K-R-I-S-T-E-N, BakerCoach.com, and access my free checklist called Turn 100 Leads into $20,000. Find out in less than five minutes if you've been sitting on a gold mine of ideal clients. Stop wasting time and money on sales and marketing methods that don't work. Start by going to KristenBakerCoach.com. Download my checklist and let's get started today. You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network.
3: Welcome back. You're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit, and I'm your host, Janelle McCauley. Today's success interview is with Freedom Coach and the founder of Designed for Freedom, Tracy David. Welcome, Tracy.
5: Thank you, Janelle. It's so great to be here.
3: Well, I'm so excited for our conversation today because you've got an incredible story, and the timing is perfect because I've been having a lot of conversations with people recently on mindset and on being clear about what you want to do and why you want to do it. And if anyone knows that topic, it's you. (laughs) Um, And I'd love to start a little bit differently than we do just by having you tell us just a little bit about yourself and your story, and then we'll get into your business. But I think people understanding where you're coming from is so important.
5: You bet. I would love to share a little bit about that. Um, you know, it's a lot of people ask me how did you how did you become a coach? You know, what got you in the industry? And really, it it does begin like most of us it, at some point way before when we actually become that particular expert. And for me, um, it started really young. I started my first business when I was 17, had my first three businesses by the time I was 23. And um, by the time I had reached age 30, I was running a very successful insurance and financial agency and was at the top of the world had um, all the trappings of life and success that that came with having that type of success being in the top two to 3% of my company and yet I discovered at that point I felt a little bit like I had been duped by the world in this sense of I did everything you told me to do, I have everything that I'm supposed to have, and yet there's this longing inside of me, there's this emptiness, there's this feeling of is there more? Like there's more, right? Please tell me there's Mm -hmm. more because I'm at the top of the ladder and it's just not that satisfying and I found myself um, feeling really disconnected and and feeling like I wonder if at some point people are going to figure out that there's this, this girl inside of me, this woman inside of me that's longing to be heard and seen and known. And yet I'm producing these incredible results. And that's what people know about me. And in the process of all of that, during that 15 year building period, um, I had several challenges that came my way. Like we all do, right? We have these things that that are adversities that come against us. And so at 25, I found myself um, involved in a head-on car crash. I was in a wheelchair for an entire year. The doctors, um, after seven reconstructive surgeries and eight and a half pounds of titanium, put in multiple places of my body, uh, left arm, right hip, left leg, completely shattered ankle. The doctors told me that I would never walk again without a cane. And wow. so I got to make some choices, right? Like. You get a diagnosis like that at 25 and it feels like your whole entire world comes crumbling down. And so I got to be able to have the opportunity to experience what life might look like if I responded to my circumstances differently than what everybody thought I should. And, and really, that's the idea of the mindset you were just talking about. Like, what does it look like when adversity comes our way and we're not equipped? We haven't been trained or uh, taught how to respond. We, we kind of have to figure it out, right? And mm-hmm. in that place that we develop our resilience and our uh, perseverance and we begin to discover what we're actually capable of or perhaps we too afraid to discover it. And so for me, um, that began a journey where I began to learn how to respond to circumstances in a way that would still get some results rather than be defeated. And today, I'm happy to say that I've uh, I've ran several half marathons, competed in 200-mile relay races, done the Tough Mudder, all kinds of crazy cool things, not to say, wow, like we should give Tracy accolades, but to inspire others to say, doesn't really matter what your circumstances look like right now you can learn to respond to them in a way that allows you to experience success and maybe it's not running the marathon after being in a wheelchair but it certainly is something inward right where we get to discover who we are and discover what we're capable of and how we might make a more meaningful impact on the earth
3: wow i mean I just, when I hear your your story, um, and one of the first things I think about is it must be fun when you're going through airport security with all of that, um, all of that, but, you know, I, I think, you know, all kidding aside, I think that, first of all, when when looking at you, you would never know that you've gone through that kind of trauma with your body because you don't walk with a cane, you've got so much energy and such an enthusiasm that, Nobody would know that you've been through that, but I love the fact that you really made a choice. And, you know, I talk to people all the time, and it's kind of woe is me, and they haven't been through a fraction of what you've been through, yet you've learned how to take that adversity and really turn it into something positive. And I think it, in many ways, has given you the fuel to really live and love life.
5: Yeah, absolutely. You're right. And I so appreciate you even saying that because there, you know, I mean, it's, it is, it is a process. Like people might look at me like you just said and go, wow, like you're full of life and you have all this enthusiasm. And yet what most people don't know is my life is really full of daily pain, right? Like Mm -hmm. I have, I have a physical pain tolerance that I manage every day. And yet, what I want people to take away from this isn't, wow, like she can really do that, but rather whatever pain you're experiencing in your life, you, you can actually have pain and choose to respond to it in a way that still gives you a sense of connectivity, a sense of meaningfulness. And so it's not that I'm trying to get rid of my pain, it's that I, I want to be able to experience something greater than just the pain alone. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that set me up. That really was the platform because um, the story gets better (laughs) later in life as I began to overcome some of those physical adversities and challenges. Janelle, what happened was um, I, I got to the pinnacle of my career. And as I said, I was feeling unfulfilled, bored, wondering there has to be more to life than just making money and having influence and doing all these things. And so I decided that, um, I would venture into um, seeing what else was out there in the world. So mm-hmm. so keeping my business but adding another business to it, I got myself a business partner and went into business with him. And on the outside, everything looked really mm-hmm. great. The business was flourishing. We were having success. And yet what ended up happening in two-and-a-half-year period of time through the growth and the explosion of this amazing business was I discovered This business partner was um, anything but genuine, real, and authentic. In fact, he embezzled $1.4 million from our partnership and left me completely bankrupt. He spent uh, the next four years in prison for his embezzlement. Well, I got to pick up the pieces of my life, and that really did snowball into a crumbling of everything that I had built my entire life around. And so all of the trappings of life, all of the success, all of the influence, all of the power, all of the uh, reputation, if you will, uh, really just came down a one fell swoop, just gone. And, you know, the details of it, people always ask, well, how did that happen? And the details are irrelevant. The reality was that I got another opportunity
4: mm-hmm. to
5: determine what was really inside of me. And was I going to just stand on all of these um, accolades? Was I going to stand on the things that I had built that didn't have a solid foundation or was I really going to discover who I who I am? And so that is the journey of how I began my coaching practice. Um, that was in 2008. So it's been eight and a half years. And as everything in my life at that moment came crumbling down and there was nothing that I had to stand on, there was there was no network of people, there was no finances, there were no credit cards, there were no um, really nothing. I had a five-year no-compete in my industry, and I got the opportunity to completely reinvent myself. And what I know about people is that we underestimate the value that we bring to the earth based on our experiences. So is it necessary for us to have um, experiences and or education? Yes, it absolutely is. But when I work with people, entrepreneurs especially, Janelle, what I find most common is that they they're – They're underestimating their value just based on the things that they've lived through, right? And so Mm -hmm. I I got the opportunity to take the experience that I had had over the last 15 years, all the pain, all the success, and develop something that could really, truly help other people get breakthrough too. And so it was in that season that I began coaching. I began to start this coaching practice. I didn't know what it was going to look like. I didn't even have a vision for uh, what a practice like that would look like other than I was passionate to be able to help people weather their storms. Mm-hmm. I just knew that if I could make it through, if this little young broken gal could make it through, then other people could too. They just needed a little bit of uh, direction and clarity. And so that's r- really how it began. Started my coaching practice, uh, helping people with some practical things that I knew I could help them with.
3: I love that. And, I think it is true that we do underestimate the value of our experiences. I know that um, we were both just at a, at an event, and one of the things we were challenged to do was really look at our past, look at our experiences. And for, for me, it was a real eye-opener, because I think we often discount and underestimate what we do bring to the table because we don't see the direct correlation of how it connects to where we want to go or what we're doing, but where we, you know, those experiences are what makes us who we are. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things they asked us to think about was what would be your do-over and, you know... I look at it, I guess, at this age and stage in my life and look at everything I've done has gotten, to me, gotten me to where I am today. So if I did them over, I wouldn't be who I am. I, I guess <laughs> yeah. it's just my way of, of looking at it. You know, it's all a learning process because I learn from everything. And I love that you have done that and taken each as a lesson, taken each as a step to get you closer to where you really are supposed to be.
5: Yeah, you're so right, Janelle. I love that perspective of it, and um, the more we can really process through it like that, saying, "Wow, like, like, yep, I can't, and I can't change my past." Right. So if I dwell on how painful that was and try to change it, it's only going to create more frustration. So the fact that you're you're perceiving the value in all of those challenges is a beautiful thing, and if we can get more women entrepreneurs to see the great value that they bring to the table, that they bring in a, in a way that is going to make a meaningful, inspirational connection for me. And it, you're right, it might not even be what I think is relative to my business or my business outcome, but because people are inspired through connection,
3: mm-hmm. it gives
5: me the confidence to be able to break through other things. And so I love when women have stories of challenges because it really is what authentically makes them powerful.
3: Absolutely. Um, We need to take a real quick break, but when we come back, I want to continue the discussion and I want to talk about how you work with clients and how you've built your business. So stay tuned. This is Janelle McCauley and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit.
0: Are you a coach, speaker, or author who would like to finally earn what you know you're worth? Would you like to create a life that gives you more time to do the things that you love? Entrepreneurs like you hire us to turn their knowledge into a full range of scalable products that earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live the life others only dream about. With our done-for-you approach, we do all the heavy lifting, creating the right products for you, your clients, and your business. The potential is limitless. If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you.
6: If that sounds like something that you want to be part of or know someone we should talk with, send an email to Managing Director at eWomenNetwork.com. That's Managing Director at eWomenNetwork.com and let's start the conversation.
0: This is the EWN Radio Network.
3: Welcome back. You're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit, and I'm your host, John L. McCauley. In today's success interview, we were talking with Freedom Coach and the founder of Designed for Freedom, Tracy David. And if you missed her story, you need to go back and listen to it. It's an incredible story of really resiliency and taking what some people would really give up on life with and turning it into an amazing story. So I'm excited to continue our conversation, Tracy. Awesome, me too. I'd Thanks love so to switch the conversation just a little bit and have you talk about how you built your business, so how you work with clients, and then how you use products to help expand your reach. Because so many of our coaches, speakers, and authors that we talk to are at different stages, and they're looking for ways to grow their business and do more than just one-on-one.
5: Yeah, yeah, it's a great question, and I think we all start there, right? Because we have an expertise, mm-hmm. and as I said earlier, when we have something um, of an experience, that's the first place that we should start. And typically, we do start there with one-on-one coaching, um, and and that that individual attention. But it's it doesn't take very long for us to discover that that is. Uh, really a difficult model to emulate on a long-term basis. So for me, that's exactly what happened as I began to um, share my expertise with people and uh, that began to grow and people began to have results and testimony. I quickly began to see, wow, doing five or six coaching sessions every single day back to back, this cannot be maintained. I am Mm -hmm. hitting burnout very quickly. And so It's that process where we get to start to develop, what does it look like to be more effective and scale our businesses? And really that launched for me, my first step was I went right from one-on-one, one-to-one coaching to uh, workshops and retreats because I felt like I had enough of a following. I had enough people in my tribe that wanted the information and I was coaching anywhere from 20 to 30 clients at one time and so I decided just to put them all in the same room and mm-hmm. teach them the things that they were wanting help with. And so that began the journey of developing curriculum and courses. And again, things that, that I had realized through my one-to-one coaching that people needed and wanted and could get value of and they began to have results and testimonies. So um, it was just a an awesome adventure to be able to explore that. Now, a lot of people say, well, I've never done a, a retreat or I've never done a workshop. And my advice to them is, it's okay. Like you, like you have an expertise in whatever you're doing, that you can just go for it. I started with a four-hour workshop, and it was the most amazing experience that I had. And I began over the next two years of my uh, practice, really doing monthly workshops, four and eight-hour workshops, that began to develop and build my tribe of people, the people that were getting um, success and results from the things that we were doing. And now they're also collaborating because it's an immersive environment. You're having them all in the same place. With today's technology, we can do this so much easier because we have conference rooms, we have Zoom rooms, we have things that we can actually do workshops, live workshops at that Mm -hmm. in the same context without having to rent a room and pay for the... Uh, projector and all of those things. And so I think um, that's a natural transition for people. And then, of course, once that began to happen again, you realize, wow, I still need to scale this because uh, there takes it takes a lot of time and energy and effort to be able to even write the curriculum and to be able to create a, a succinct way to deliver that information and get results for your clients.
3: So I love that. And I know so many coaches struggle with, you know, saying, but I need to do it all one-on-one. I, I can't do it in a mm-hmm. collaborative environment um, because it's so personal. But I love the fact that you took what you were doing, and I think it's a benefit for people to learn together because, first of all, I think they find out that they're not alone.
4: Yeah. Um,
3: I, I think we often think that no one else is going through it, no one else understands, and that's what I love about the eWomen Network Wisdom Circles is – People come together and realize that almost everyone else is going through exactly what they're going through. It's they're not so different, which is actually good because you realize that you know there there is an answer. Um, I love the now you've got a program. It's if I've got it correct, it's GPS for Success program. That's correct.
5: Yep, <laughs> and that really was birthed out of this place of having the same questions over and over and over and, and developing a predictable formula for people to be able to get results. And, and so I discovered in my coaching practice, wow, like people encounter the same fears, the same indecision, the same areas of procrastination when they get to certain levels of their business, certain levels of their relationship, certain levels of their own personal growth. And so I began to see patterns in that that became really predictable to me. And I thought, well, if they're predictable to me, then it would be really great if I could show you how they were predictable to you and you could begin to develop, a uh, run on a system, if you will, have a, mm-hmm. have a mapping, right? Like your GPS, you put it in, you don't even think about it. You just follow the direction. And so the GPS for success really was designed to give you a predictable formula to getting the breakthrough and the results that, I saw over and over and over and over and over people having challenges with
3: That's really interesting. do you find that um, people struggle with following a system I mean I, I've seen people over and over again in a couple of areas where you know you can tell them this is what you need to do for success this is how it works it's been proven it's a model and yet they still <laughs> struggle with thinking they've got to recreate it and do it differently before they've even tried it.
5: Yeah. Well, and that's honestly, Janelle, that is, that's the, that's the fear-based mindset most of us operate in because we think, well, if I follow the directions and it doesn't work, then I'm the one that's going to look stupid. So it's easier for me to justify in my head, trying to invent something that I feel is customized. The beautiful thing about this particular predictable formula is that it's all customized to you and your feelings. So it's actually a predictable formula that's going to follow along the lines of your thinking patterns. And really what I'm doing is teaching you how to recognize and become aware of where your thought patterns are, where your feelings are, how those feelings are driving your behavior. And then the system becomes one that's actually unique and totally customizable to who you are as an individual, how you think, how you feel, how you respond, and how you want to respond. So it's this building up of uh, an awareness for you. If if you don't have a system to follow, what happens is you do one thing this week and then you do (laughs) another thing next week and another thing next week and you really don't get any sustainable results, they're temporary at best, you mm-hmm. come back around the mountain six months from now and go, well, that didn't work. So learning how to, to set yourself up for success. So my whole process, Janelle, is to help you become uh, more uh, self-aware if you will, Mm -hmm. instead of becoming dependent on me as a coach to say, here's where I see your pitfalls, here's where I see you going wrong, here's where I see you're having the challenges, for you to be able to say, oh, look, I'm having a challenge in this area because my particular uh, predictable process looks like this, and today I experienced this particular emotion that caused me to get off track. And so, a year from now, when you're no longer working with me, or you're, you've moved on to the next stage of your business, you can have the same predict- predictable formula for yourself. When you're trying a new um, a new program in your business, or maybe you're venturing out to do a, a new curriculum, or perhaps you're um, expanding your business in some way, and you come against those same fears, those same places of indecision, those same places of feeling inadequate and you feel like you're back stuck to where you were, you just go through your own customized, predictable formula and go, oh, I know how to do this. I've done this. I just need to rinse and repeat, if you will. Mm -hmm. And it's powerful. It really is a place where we get to empower ourselves to begin to see where do our feelings play a part in driving our behaviors and how can we learn to respond to those feelings in a way so if you take it back to my story, I I didn't feel like running a marathon. I, mm-hmm. I hurt. Everything was broken. I didn't feel like doing it, and yet I made a choice every day to do something small to respond to that circumstance. So when entrepreneurs and women feel like, I don't know if I have value, there's a way they can learn to respond to that. That's not uh, – it's not ten steps ahead. It's one baby step ahead, that's going to get them closer to their goal.
3: Mm-hmm. That is absolutely fascinating. Does it take very long for people to start seeing results with the, the way you take them through that program?
5: Not at all. In, within 30 days, typically, when uh, when you start to work your GPS for Success system and you start to become aware of your own thinking patterns, of your own feelings, and how they're impacting your life... There is such a significant shift normally by, I would say, between day 21 and day 30 that most people are telling me at the end of a 30-day period of time, I don't even recognize myself. I have no idea how I lived this long without knowing these things. And the sense of empowerment and freedom that they begin to have actually um, builds the momentum for them to be able to get the results. And then we're able to you know, when they decide, wow, I want more of this. Now we can go in and actually the picture I get is uh, a person with a garden and they have all this fruit growing in the garden and some of their fruit is toxic. Some of it's weeds and Mm -hmm. it's not producing good fruit or at least the fruit that they want anymore. Right. It might have produced something for them at one time, but it's no longer serving them. So the process really is we could come into the garden and mow the whole thing down, which would suck, right? That wouldn't be very effective. Or we could prune just the weeds. But you and I both know that when we prune or mow something, it, it comes back fuller and hardier. And so the process that I take people through, Janelle, is this process of looking and identifying at which things are no longer serving you in your life or business or relationships. And let's deal with it from the very root system. Let's go into the depth of your garden and deal with it underneath the surface so that it no longer has the power to choke out the good things. And it's going to produce more room in your garden to add the things that you've currently been adding but have been getting choked out because there's no room in your garden. So the GPS for success system is all founded in this place of let's identify what the weeds are. Mm -hmm. Let's deal with them underneath the surface and extract them. So I'm going to give you practical, powerful, systematic tools to extract them from your garden, whether it's today, a year from now, or 10 years from now. Mm -hmm. And then once you do that, you have space in your garden to plant the new stuff that you've been working so diligently to plant that's only been getting choked out. Now you're going to see permanent results. So that all can happen in a very short period of time. And people are like, yeah, but is it a short-lived success? Right? So you can... For example, you can learn to have a calendaring system and it works for a couple of months, but then a year from now, you're back to your old pattern.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: This particular system, Janelle, actually allows you to address it so that you get permanent results, meaning that we're going to take those weeds out of your garden so they're no longer bothering you six months from now. And you will change the way your behaviors are because the underneath driving feeling no longer has that power anymore.
3: exactly this is. Absolutely. This is absolutely fascinating. I wish we had more time to um, delve in deeper. We're going to have to continue the the conversation. So how can our listeners connect with you and learn more about you and what you have to offer?
5: Oh, thank you for asking. I would love to connect with our listeners by um, offering them an opportunity just to simply do an inventory of their garden right? So take a look at what they've got in there. And they can do that by visiting me on my website, which is www.designedforfreedom. And I'm guessing you're going to post the link, but it's designed, D-E-S-I-G-N-E-D with the number four and freedom.com. And on that website, Janelle, um, I'm giving people an opportunity to have a garden inspection if you will, a strategy session. I'd love to have the opportunity to have 30 minutes on the phone with you just to kind of do an inventory to help you identify what areas might not be serving you and then if there's an opportunity for me to support you in any way on that journey, I'd be happy to um, connect with you more in that as well as on my website. I've got an advanced communications training that I love to offer people that puts them really in this position to start thinking about how are they communicating with people and themselves, and where they can start in their journey to be able to begin the process and so that's a That's a resource that I have on the website. They can click right in there and um, go ahead and download download that m p three just simply for visiting my website.
3: Perfect, thank you so much, and we will put a link on our turn. Knowledge to Profit radio page. Well, thank you so much for all you're sharing today and for sharing your story with us. It's, it's amazing. Thank you. Thank you, Janelle. So we're going to need to take another real quick break. And when we come back, it's our business builder. So stay tuned. This is Janelle McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit.
0: If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at turnknowledgetoprofit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network.
2: Welcome back. This is Michael McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. I'm here with Janelle, and in our business builder segment today, we're going to be talking about the different types of media that are available and how to figure out which one is the best for you and your clients.
1: I'm really excited for this conversation today because there are so many options and I know it's really confusing for people to know where to start or what they should focus on. So I'm excited to hear what you have to share Michael.
2: Well it is really an exciting um, topic and You know, technology is constantly advancing and there are so many different ways to deliver your content to clients today. You you have in person, you can use video, audio, hard copy. Those are the major types that you can use. Uh, And it's really important to um, figure out which one is the best for your clients and for you as well, which one you're most comfortable with. You know, we still talk with coaches that do CDs and DVDs as well, so there's just a whole range of different options that you can use. What I've found is that the best is usually some combination of two or more of those different media. By mixing it up a bit, you engage your clients more, you keep them engaged, it gives them a little bit of variety, and it allows you to use the best media for each topic.
1: I know I've been listening to you have a number of conversations lately with specialists in these areas, and I know you've been learning so much. So I'm really excited that when you're talking to people or helping people create courses, you're able to give them some information and insights into what's best so what are some of the pros and cons of using audio versus video
2: well they you know they really do have pros and cons they both are really good media and actually earlier in the show today you heard uh, linda waterhouse talking about video and how that's really an up-and-coming medium and it is definitely one of the mediums that is being used a lot today And in fact, we run into a lot of folks that say you just have to do video. You absolutely have to. That's where everybody's going. But in our view, you know, that's not always the case. Video is certainly engaging and people like it a lot, but there are limits to how and when you can use it. When you put your material out as videos, then really what happens is people do engage with it, but they have to sit and focus their attention on your video. They can't really do other things at the same time. They can't be out jogging with just a headset in. They can't be be driving or other things. So it really is a great medium for certain topics that require either a face-to-face contact or in some cases a technology explanation, which is really great for video where you can actually show a screen or you can show something or you want to demonstrate something. But, you know, audio is a great alternative as well. So, you know, audio, anybody can listen to it anytime. They can repeat it as many times as they want really quickly and easily. Uh, As I said earlier, they can listen to it at the gym when they're on the treadmill. They can, you know, pop their headset in and listen to it at any time when they're in a bus station, train station, airport, wherever it might be and they can take advantage of everything that you have to offer in that audio. So it really is a lot more flexible, although not as engaging as video is.
1: Well, and I think it's also important to look at what your learning style is. I know for me, I'm a very visual learner, so I like to see things, but there are also times when I just want to hear them. And there are times when I just want to hear something over and over and over again. I don't need to be looking at anything because I'm really writing. I'm taking notes. I'm doing that. Um, So I think you've got to understand how do you best
2: learn? That's absolutely right. You really need to look at what your client's needs are. Are your clients typically the kinds of folks that are visual learners or is the topic that you're teaching them require some type of visual interaction? Uh, I've done a lot of courses where it's video and it's basically just the coach sitting there talking to me. Well, that's really great for like the first three or four minutes, but after a while, it's not serving any purpose. It's just the person looking at you. So if that's really all you're gonna do is just talk at them, you have to really step back and say, why am I doing video? And maybe I'd be better off doing an intro, a short introduction video which allows me to make a connection with them and then follow up maybe with a series of audios or, or other types of medium that use other advantages and, and and really are better suited. So again, I, you know, if you're doing something technical, like I was working with a gentleman the other day, we were working to help him with a course, and part of his course is he needs to explain how to log into a system. Well, that's a natural video uh, training because he can show a screen, he can talk over the screen, he can actually show you what to do. It's very clear. That would be very hard to explain if you didn't have video to do it. Um, We worked with another um, entrepreneur who used video to uh, demonstrate some physical things. So she was talking about how to control your voice, how to control your diaphragm, how to get more volume, how to sound more authoritative. And so, again, it's a natural video because she can actually physically show you how to breathe correctly and how to breathe incorrectly. So those really have a lot of video potential and they're really powerful when done in video much more than any other medium.
1: Well, and I like when I'm doing video, I like videos that are short, 10 to 15 minutes, because then I can look at them. I can digest the topic. I can fit that in at a lot of different times during the day. When I'm looking at video, for me personally, it's an hour, an hour, you know, hour plus. I think, okay, I really have to allot the time, but I think everyone's got 10 or 15 minutes in different times throughout the day. And it's actually a nice break for me to say, okay, I'm gonna take a break and here's what I'm gonna go do. So it's a productive use of my time and I'm learning something, which I think is a win-win whenever possible.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's really a good point. And we do find that the better videos are, you know, five minutes or less. And sometimes two and three minutes is plenty. So if you want to do or incorporate video into your courses or into your offerings, the best way to do that is just with short bursts, with something that's really important that you really want to make a statement about.
1: Well, and I love when you... Um, are working with clients through Turn Knowledge to Profit, because you're really looking at what are they trying to communicate and what's the best forum to communicate that and what needs to be included. And oftentimes it helps to have someone from the outside looking at that training to really look at what's the best way to do it because we're so close to what we're doing. We think everything has to be a certain way, yet oftentimes it's much more successful when you're breaking it up and someone who is an expert in doing that like you are really can help you put it together in the most effective way for the best results. Connect with us on Facebook at Turn Knowledge to Profit and let us know what your preferred method of training is. How do you like to learn and connect with Michael at tk2p.com if you'd like to learn more about creating products? Again, that's Michael at tk2p.com.
2: You know, this has really been a great conversation. I want to thank all of you for joining us today on Turn Knowledge to Profit. Again, I want to remind you to visit our Turn Knowledge to Profit page on Facebook and share your questions, your insights, and your ahas, and also share one action you're going to take in the next week to turn your knowledge into profit. If you have an idea for our future show, be sure to email me at michael at tk2p.com. That's michael at tk2p.com. Have a wonderful and profitable week.